Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So when it comes to taking feedback in the workplace, how do you approach that and not take it personally? Courtney, great, great question. Do you know, it's really strange. Um, we're, we're doing a ton of coaching as, as everybody knows. And, and this is a question that has been coming up over and over and over again lately. I have folks who have very high powered, you know, um, responsible positions in organizations. I'm not talking to frontline. I, I'm talking about senior leaders who are struggling when their bosses give them feedback. Scott, are you hearing that too? Uh, yes, I am hearing the angels thing and I am hearing the same thing, right? Oh, my boss told me no. Oh, I, you know, my boss told me I'm not doing a good job. And I like it, it almost seems like, right, in a funny way, it crushes their soul. Part of it is weird. How did you get to this place in your career? I like, have you not ever had feedback before like that? You know, Scott, I think and, there's a group of people who, in all honesty, have worked so hard and been so careful and maybe covered their tracks even that for a long time, just who they were. They, there wasn't a need for strong feedback, right? <laughs> I mean, I have family members who struggled and still struggle with feedback, and they're not 20-year-olds or 30-years-old. Remember, I'm 60 and I'm the baby. So, I mean, I think there are a lot of people who cannot, like, they hear it and they go into flee, like run away, like, or fight, you're absolutely wrong, or freeze, like they can't hear anything. And I think that's more, it seems weird to us because we give each other feedback every day. Our staff gives us feedback. We give one another feedback. That's part of our culture. But I think there are a lot of places where feedback says you're a bad human being. Yeah. I, and I, and I think there, there is a piece of it that if I put this big giant blanket over organizations that I've worked for or worked with, I would say in general, I don't know that we give each other enough feedback to normalize it. And I think the other thing is you have a responsibility to take that feedback and unpack it. And my perspective and what I tell people is your, what you have to do is you have to you have to, number one, you have to hear the feedback. You have to listen to it, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you have to say what's right about that feedback. And yeah, yeah. some of the feedback you're going to get is absolutely bullshit. Sure. And and you need to you need to move on from that. Many times it's not worth the fight. I can think of a specific match in college I was playing, and I sucked. I was I played horrible that day. And the coach pulled me out and all he said to me was, go sit down. That sucked. <laughs> I'll never, 
I will never forget that. Because number one, I number one, I I didn't ride the pine very much. <laughs> um, and 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 so to know that that was that was that bad, and I let the team. Da- I mean, I wasn't gonna. Number one, I wasn't gonna argue with him because uh, he was right. You know, and I think of other leaders have told me, you know, hey, you're not performing well, and they're full of crap. <laughs> well, and, and, and Scott, I'm like, okay. <laughs> So let me ask you a question for just a minute. Yeah. So your soccer coach, did you respect him? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Did did you think that he knew what he was doing? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yep. And do you think that when he made decisions, he had the best interest of the team and what the team needed in mind. Yeah. I I mean, and when you're playing at that level, I mean, if you really think about it, what the team needed was uh, to win. So (laughs) I mean, I I get that. One of the pieces that I think, and and people want to go directly to the feedback. They want to go to say, well, is the feedback accurate or not? Right. And, and that oftentimes goes to this battle and even before then, one of the things I think that makes a lot of sense is ask, think, asking yourself, this person that's giving me feedback, do I respect them? Do I think they're smart, capable? Do I respect them? Do I think they have the best interest of the organization and myself in mind? And if it's your boss and you can't say yes to all of that, well, you're in the wrong job at the wrong company working for the wrong person, okay? Because in all honesty, that is part of a boss's responsibility. And if they're trying to make the team, the organization, or you better, it comes with feedback. But if you don't think they have your best interests in mind, then you shouldn't be there. And Scott, I'm pretty sure I know you. You would have gone to another university and you would have played soccer at another well, place if you didn't respect that coach. Absolutely. Well, and and I will tell you, um, what's interesting is in my senior year, we had a different coach that I did not respect. Right. And the players did not respect. I turned in my gear my senior year. There was a local semi-pro team that I was like, why do I, why am I dealing with it? My junior year, I was the leading scorer. And then I get put in a completely different position. I hardly ever play. And I just did not respect him. And yeah. I thought long and hard about that decision. Mm-hmm. And I think before you say, oh, my leader doesn't have the best interest at heart. I went and had a conversation with that coach and said, hey, here's what I'm seeing. Players are yelling at you during matches. This is not good for us. I would like us to fix this. And I actually said, if we can't fix this by homecoming, I am going to leave. Wow, you threatened him. How'd that go? Yeah, I left. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure I threatened my boss and, just so you and, know. And, and I didn't threat. I didn't threaten them, right? I just said, "Hey, I, I just I can't stay. This is not good for us, and I don't want to be associated with a team." Because I even told him if, I mean, players would come up to him and and like in the middle of a game, "What the f are you doing? You're the dumbest no. f I've ever." Met. And no. I'm, and he wouldn't bench him. He wouldn't hold him accountable. And I'm like. This is cool. I'd rather go 
and play short yeah. and get killed than have this image. So I don't, I don't know that I would view it as a threat, but I think before you say, hey, I'm not aligned with my boss or my boss doesn't have the best interest in mind, I think there's a piece that you have to look at yourself and say, am I being selfish? Am I, am I, is it all about me? I mean, there is a little bit of a, a, a reality sandwich that you got to take a couple bites out of before you make that I'm out of here decision. Oh, Scott, I completely agree with you. But I think, honestly, I, the reason I'm even saying that is this spot. I think feedback is so hard for people to hear that you have to sit down and and ask yourself why would someone that you respect someone who you believe really does have your best interest the team's best interest the organization's interests best interest in mind why would someone say something like that to you and if you don't respect them i get that sometimes that's hard to get over but if you do respect this person if you think they're smart and capable and and you have a good relationship most of the time sitting down and saying why would they say that to me because i know why we have conversations with our staff and i know the very best bosses that i ever had i know why they had conversations with me they wanted me to be the best that I could be. And I couldn't see it. If I could see it, I would have changed it. Okay. But in that circumstance, in that time period, in that moment, that was a blind spot to me. I didn't understand the implications of my actions. I didn't understand maybe an organizational bigger picture. And so that spot of really sitting down and saying, if someone has taken the time to give me feedback, to give me feedback, oh, listen to my grammar. If someone has taken the time to give me feedback and I respect them and I trust them, there's probably something in there for me to learn. And if I can get my arms around that piece of it, maybe that will slow me down enough so that I have the opportunity to consider what they're saying instead of rejecting it, right? Which is the fight or freezing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like something's bad. Oh, I'm going to die. Right. Or running away from it. And ultimately it's like giving that feedback a hearing. You can always say, I don't agree with it at all, or I agree with parts of it. You can also say, I'm going to do something about that now, or I'm not going to do something about that now. You still have all these choices. But in the end, Scott, something that you said earlier is you need to give it a hearing and look for what's right. And the first step of that is to recognize that there's a good chance that the person giving you that feedback cares enough to do something that they're uncomfortable with, which is having that conversation. And I think the thing, you know, we've been talking a lot about leaders. Yeah. I, al- I also just think when you're getting feedback from anyone, there's almost this place that you, you almost need to put yourself and set your default to whoever is talking, regardless of who it is, is your best friend. <laughs> well, I don't know in and the moment if I can do well, that. I hear you. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I, I'm just saying that, you know, if you think about that, your best friend would give you, right? You can ask, hey, does, 
does this make me look fat? Is this good? What do you think? Right. All of those questions that you can ask your, your bestie, right. Do you like new balance? Whatever that is. If you can think about it from that perspective, <laughs> sorry, that's a great inside joke there. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, um, if you can like that, if you can listen, look at it from that perspective, then it doesn't matter if it's your boss up here you know, Scott, I, I like the checkout counter, whatever. Yeah. I think it's just, can you look at it through that lens? I, I like that technique, right? And, that technique of thinking, and okay. It, and make a decision. Yeah. Right. The one that I actually uh, just had a conversation with someone about another technique to give yourself the chance to hear it. Some of us are so reactive and there's a reason, by the way, when you get feedback, it's, you know, danger, Will Robinson, danger. And you kind of go back to that part of your brain, the oldest part of us, that reptilian brain that says, hey, I need to do something right now. And in that moment, all those chemicals are like flooding your body that says this is not good for me. And so I like the fact that you're trying to tell your body, no, it's okay. This is a friendly person. It's not dangerous, right? That's a technique. The other technique that I gave someone the other day was say, let me get a pen and a paper that gives you a minute, a beat, right? It's getting a pen out, getting a blank sheet of paper, and then taking that pen and starting to write down and try to write down word for word. So now you're not even necessarily making eye contact in this moment. You're trying to write down what they say. Sometimes you didn't understand that. You'll say, repeat that, or can you say that another way? And especially when you're reactive, can you say that in another way? And just write it down and write it down. And when you're done writing it down, they've given you all this feedback and you've written it down. You haven't really heard it. You've gone through the act of writing it down. You get up, you kind of get done and you look up at that person and you say, is there anything else you want me to know? And then when they're like, nope, I, that's everything. Say, all right, let me think about it. And then get up and leave and take the day or two days or three days. Don't even look at that piece of paper again. Set it aside and later go back to it and ask yourself that question, Scott. What's right about this? And I actually have people go through and I just have them circle the stuff that's right. Okay. And in that moment, I go back and I look and like, oh, there's four things. And then if it's my boss, I go back and said, hey, I thought about it. There are three things or four things that you said that I'm going to take action on. Now, notice I didn't say that I agreed with everything. Notice I didn't say I didn't agree with fill in the blank. It's, hey, the thing that I am going to do. And I go back and I tell my boss what it is that I'm going to take action on and how I'm going to go take action on it. What that does is it tells my boss, I heard you and I am willing to grow. And I have still reserved the right to make that decision for myself, which I think is important right? We don't change and make all these things willy-nilly just because someone else said it. We do it because it makes sense to us. And then it becomes something that we're willing to grow and change and become more about. Um, but we don't just take, you know, hook, line, and sinker. That's like reading a book and saying, yes, this book is the perfect answer. No, read the book with discernment. What makes sense for you, your organization, whatever that is in the middle of that. That's that same thing. So circle the things that, that are, are, you can hear it. You can see the truth. 
decide which one or ones you're going to take action on, and then report back on it. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Leadership Line. As always, feel free to reach out to us in the emails provided in the podcast description box or reach out to us on LinkedIn, also in our podcast description box. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.